G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Alright, just a quick check-in to uh, let you know the latest in my world, my mental health world. There's a little bit going on. The first thing though is I need to say to everybody, Happy New Year's. I hope you had a great time spending it with your family, friends, both, whatever. But I just hope, and I really do, I really do, I do hope that you had a very positive New Year's and that it can be a launching pad for even greater things this year coming ahead. Now, my New Year's was pretty, pretty dull. I uh, was in bed by 11 o'clock and um, I wasn't even awake for, to see the fireworks or anything like that like I planned. But to be honest, I don't really mind. You know, I was tired, so I went to bed. And the good thing too is, just going to put it out there, I am still alcohol-free, thank you very much. I've actually got a can of beer sitting in front of me right now, lubricating my horse vocal cords, um, and it's a Carlton Zero, and I feel great drinking beer because I love beer, but I'm not acting stupid or coming up with dumb ideas that are going to have consequences that are going to be long-lasting and damaging and life-changing. Anyway, anyway, back up, Elliot, back up. But yes, so the alcohol-free zone continues, and I'm so proud of myself and how it's going. And it's going really good, and I know it's going good, because I'm not counting days, you know, there's no milestones or anything like that. I genuinely am over-drinking and what it has done to me over the years, and I have no inclination to pick up the bottle again. As I, uh, you know, and I hope in 12 months' time it's the same thing. And I'd, I'd, and sorry, sorry, my, I'm going to explain my vocal cords while I'm horse in a minute. That's coming. Um, let's see if, if I can get this out. <clears throat> um, what was I saying? Yes. So I hope in 12 months' time I can look back and go, yep, yep, we weren't drinking then and we're not drinking now. So, and as I said, I'm feeling pretty confident because I can have a good time without drinking. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a loud, obnoxious person anyway, you know, trying to make a scene to be the center of attention to get some validation from people. Um, but, but that's the whole thing. I don't really need alcohol to have a good time. So, um, and, and quite often alcohol is proven to, um, to actually make things not so enjoyable. Um, as I've said on this podcast before, so I'm not going to go into those negatives again, but the positive thing is we've made it to another New Year's and for me personally, I'm still sober and there is no inclination, like I said, to pick up the bottle again and that's great news because this obviously being summer here in Australia, Christmas, New Year's, this is high risk sort of stuff, but we seem to be riding that wave pretty well. Um. Ismu, Ismu, we're getting closer to Ismu, which is great. Um, the only issue is I had a meeting with Ismu booked in for the third of January. Today it's is the seventh uh, of January, and I completely forgot about it and didn't go. So I have made contact with them though since, which is good, and I'm going to see them tomorrow, which I really need to write down, and I can't remember what time. Anyway, it's tomorrow. Um, <laughs> this is this is real time, Elliot. Thinking about having a meltdown because we don't remember things that are important, and that's not a good thing. Anyway, I'm sure I've written it down somewhere, and I will find that swiftly after I wrap up this episode. Um, but the good news is, from what I'm I'm getting, the the signs from them is that 
Um, well, first off, I'll be admitted for sure. I'm, I'm just about locked in. But it also appears that it might be happening sooner rather than later. So that's really good. Ijimu is great for a few reasons. Um, one of them is it's so flexible. So although, you know, I'm in a psychiatric ward and all that sort of stuff, there's nurses and doctors and, you know, all that going on, I can still go to work. So although I'm full-time at the moment at Bunnings, for the Aussies will know Bunnings very well, for the overseas listeners, Bunnings is a part of Australia's culture. Do a Google search. It's an amazing place. Amazing. Anyway, I work there, which sort of makes it not so amazing, um, and I'm full-time there at present. Now, when I go to Ijmu, I'm going to have to cut back because I need to be at Ijmu on the ward, you know, doing the classes and the group work and seeing the doctors. So the plan is pretty much what I did when I was at Ijmu last time, the first time, which is drop back to probably three days a week um, and try and manage three days a week of work and then the rest of it being on the ward. And for someone like me, excuse me, uh, for someone like me with, say, autism, um, or, or and social anxiety disorder. Let's pick those two, although really any of the mental uh, illnesses would qualify for this. But it's important for me to stay engaged with people like the community and and friends and family because, like, as a as a inherent in being autistic, are challenges with communication, social skills, and especially for me. Uh, capacity. So I've spoken about capacity before. Um, over the years, I believe my my skill set has improved uh, socially, which is great because I have a lot of friends, which is awesome. I have a lot of sort of people I know, and that's really great. So, you know, we've sort of ticked that box. Um, but my capacity to hang out with people and be large crowds and stuff, it, it's always sort of on the blink. You know what I mean? We're always running pretty close to empty. And if I do disengage from the community or from friends and family and get isolated, which I used to do quite a lot when I used to get very, very anxious, thank goodness we're not doing that anywhere near as often now. Um, But when I used to isolate and sort of bunker down, my capacity levels would shrink as well. You know, you you know, um, what's what's that saying? Um, Unless you use it, you lose it, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, But that's what happens if I'm not, you know, working out in the sense, you know, mental, let's talk mental fitness. You know, if I'm not working out and training hard by being social in the community and with my family and friends, then my ability and capacity to be social uh, dwindles. So it's very important that I keep talking to people, seeing people, being sociable. And the good news about Ijmu is that that's very, very easy to do and they actually encourage it. So that's sort of the difference... Um, when I was at Maitland Private Hospital, uh, at first you weren't allowed leave from the hospital grounds at all, and then I got four hours, and then I got eight hours, um, and that was it. I couldn't work, so I had to had to put my job on hold. And and um, Maitland, for people that don't know, is a little bit of a drive from Newcastle, so it's not like you know all my mates and family are just down the road. You know, they're, they're forty five minutes away. Um, so it felt a bit isolating and and I also felt like that my social skills suffered as a result. But Ijmu is different. I can keep working, do, do the three days a week at Bunnings hopefully, um, you know, go out, see friends, have a good time, but also get the help that I need. And the help that we're really looking for this time, I reckon we've 
you know, I've done part one. This is part two. Hopefully there's only two parts to this story. Um, and that is, well, one thing we need to do is, is have a look at these medications because nine medications seems a bit excessive to me. And look, things are going pretty good at the moment. That is true. But they're not going good enough, I think, to justify nine medications. So I really want to get that looked at because, you know, there's side effects and they, you know, who knows what, what they're doing to my liver and my kidneys long term and even my brain, you know, neurologically. There might be some challenges brewing there as well, uh, if especially if we keep you know on these dosages and across multiple medications. So I really want to get that looked at and sort of figure out a plan of, of maybe tapering off a few and holding on to the ones that are actually working. So, and, and that's like I said, I've had some pretty good days. There's been some tough days, which I'll talk about shortly, and that includes my voice. So I'm, I'm leaving this to the end. Very exciting. The anticipation is building. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, I've had some, you know, there's been some, um, difficult days. Don't get me wrong. Difficult days, but we haven't sunk to those depths. We haven't gone to our version, my version of hell, which is so good. Well, we haven't been there for a while, which is amazing. So I do think the medications are definitely providing some sort of like floor, if you like, where I don't go under that floor, you know, we sort of hit that threshold and that's it. So I actually think the medications are doing a pretty good job, but I just don't think nine of them is is appropriate. I don't know. It just seems excessive. I, you know, no one I've ever met in my mental health journey, whether it's the presentations I do or, I don't know, being on psychiatric wards, talking to other people and, you know, whatever, on website forums, etc. I've never come across someone who is on as many medications as me. Now, Yes, I'm very special, but I don't think I'm that special. So anyway, that's one thing I want to get sorted. The other thing I, or or another thing I want to do as well is get back into a bit of a routine, which would be good. I've just started going back to the gym again. Thank goodness. Oh man, because look, I've got to admit, I've been looking tubby, a little bit tubby. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. So it's time to turn that around. So the good news is though that I have been back to the gym, so that's good. The first step back into the gym is always the hardest. And if you can get over that little bit, or at least for me, um, that initial step, then it sort of seems to fall into place. But, geez, it's hard to get back there. I've been trying for weeks, but I've finally done it, so go me. But but to, to relate that to Ishmu, the idea is that we get into this routine, get these habits going, and then when I do leave after the six weeks, um, those routines and habits will continue, which unfortunately didn't really happen last time. Um, but I do feel like I'm going in there in a much better headspace and with more capacity, again, more capacity to actually really nail down some routine and habits and get these healthy things going and, you know, turning this life around a little bit more. As I said, things have been pretty good lately, though. There haven't been those days where we've gone to hell, which is which is great. Um yeah, and, and and there's reasons as to why I could have some pretty bad days. You know, there's still there's still the breakup thing sort of lingering, but you know I'm handling that okay. So things are, you know, things are going sort of all right. Very busy still with the university gig and um and my work with Black Dog and the Every Mind Institute, which happens to be next door to Ijimu, so that's pretty handy. I'll drop in and say good day, um and probably ask for a job. Um, so I've been very busy and. That is a good thing as long as it's it's within you know manageable 
sort of constraints, but but so, it seems like we've found a bit of a balance and, and we're able to get everything done, which is great. Um, so things are travelling okay. The, the, the lingering, it's so frustrating, this lingering anxiety. I talk about anxiety all the time. It underscores everything. It's the fuel that fires all the other mental illnesses. It is the one that I need to douse and I just do not know how. Um, I've been drinking a lot of kava lately. Kava is a, is a is a what is it? It's a root, I think, plant from Fiji or one one of the Pacific nations. And and it's if you drink it, it tastes like muddy water, but it has a very calming effect. And I've been drinking a lot of kava, and it's actually been quite good. Um, and I've been using other coping strategies as well. I've been doing a bit of mindfulness and a bit of meditation too, which is awesome. Which is another thing I really need to get locked in as a habit which I'm hoping Ishmu will do because you do meditations at Ishmu. So it's another thing I really want to lock in is this mindfulness meditation stuff that really are the building blocks, I suppose, of you know a life worth living, you know, because that's the goal, what we're trying to do, create a life that's that's enjoyable for the most part and, you know, we're able to meet challenges and, and move forward. And a big part of that for me is to try and get this anxiety to dial down. But I don't know, it's so stubborn. It is so stubborn. Like, here's an example. I was driving before, um, and when I drive at the moment, I keep thinking people are going to, like, T-bone me or cross into my lane and cause an accident. And I was just thinking about it constantly on this drive before, which is annoying. It's more than annoying because, as you would be well aware if you've listened to um, some of the episodes previously, you'd be aware that driving and singing uh, are two of my most bestest healthiest uh coping strategies that i have so if all of a sudden driving is becoming a source of anxiety and it knocks out that sort of healthy coping strategy ability that's that's a big problem but thankfully if i turn acdc up loud enough you know there is so much high voltage rock and roll going on in my car and my singing as well adding to the atmosphere that anxiety doesn't get a look in. So it's not all bad news, but it's true. It's just, just an example that, that I had, yeah, I was just thinking about on the drive home is that every time I drive, I think I'm going to be in a crash. And again, this is is an example of, of it's because it's, I'm not always consciously thinking, okay, this car's going to veer across and cut me off and we're going to be in a massive pileup. But even the way I drive is a bit defensive, assuming that other people don't know what the hell they're doing, which might be a good assumption to make, to be perfectly honest. But my assumption as I drive, um, even in the way that I drive um, without consciously thinking about it, is in is in sort of a, a fashion that, that I guess, offers the opportunity to get out of a praying so I don't sit in... With, now, look, everyone should do this when they drive, but they don't. But, like, I never sit in people's blind spots. Never, ever. I'll go above the speed limit if I have to get out of it or I'll go below, slam the... Well, not slam the brakes on, but, you know, slow up so I'm out of that, that um, uh, uh, blind spot. Because my assumption is... And, again, this is just one example. There's so many I could I could bring, bring up right now, but this is a good one because I, I went through it just before. Um, but I will never sit in someone's blind spot because I'm always thinking that they're going to change lanes and, you know, be lazy, not check their blind spot. And, oh, no, Elliot's in a prang and all of a sudden everything's gone to hell. So, yeah, so there's a bit of the underlying anxiety that even just before, just driving home before, just does not go away. 
So I'm hoping Ishmu is going to provide some relief on that front. I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, and the reason for my hoarse voice, which is not, not well, it's not good because it's the moneymaker, but the reason my voice is hoarse is because there have been a few difficult days uh, just recently, but we've coped quite well with them. And part of my coping strategy was, as you could probably probably guess, was driving around singing songs way too loud and with lots and lots of passion. So my voice is hoarse because I've had a few days in a row where I've been putting on um, a, a performance for people at traffic lights, etc. in my car, you know, a one-man show, absolutely belting out some ACDC classics, among others. So that's why I've got the hoarse voice. It's actually, dare I say it, a result of my mental ill health. So another example, albeit a bit obscure, how mental health is more than just in the mind. It is physical as well, definitely. And even in this weird sort of scenario, me having a hoarse voice is actually the direct result. Or, well, it's probably not a direct result, but a secondary result of my mental illnesses. So there you go. Um, I think that's all. I'm amazed that I've been able to talk this long and, and the voice has sort of held up. So I'm going to finish this Carlton Zero that I'm, I'm sitting on at the moment. And then I'm going to the pub with some friends and I'm going to drink Carlton Zeros there as well. And I can't wait. I'm excited. And we're going to keep this going. This alcohol-free zone, it's going to keep going. And we're going to keep kicking goals too. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'll see you next time here on the Dis Regulator Podcast. Podcast.